this morning, and welcome to Pastor CJ's Sunday School class this morning. We're going to be going into the book of Matthew, and we're looking at the words in red. So join us for a 30-minute Sunday School program this morning, reading the words in red, which is the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'd like to remind everybody the reason they're written in red is because Jesus died on the cross to say these words. So Jesus died on the cross to say these words, and that's why they're written in red this morning. Amen. So it's good to be here with you this morning. Let's um, text somebody. Let's tell somebody that Pastor CJ Sunday School class is happening right now. We're live on the internet radio, live on Facebook this morning. Amen. All those listening to us out there in the radio land, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to us this morning. And for everybody who's joining us on Facebook this morning, God bless you as well. And uh, share this on your Facebook uh, so that more people will hear the good, the good news. Amen. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the good news. And so we're talking about the words in red this morning. So get your Bibles out to the book of Matthew. And let's see what Jesus has to say to us this morning in chapter 13. So we're in chapter 13. In the book of Matthew. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we get ready to pray this morning. Amen. Father, we thank you today. This is the day that you have made. God, we choose to rejoice and to be glad in it. We're so grateful. Lord, we're so grateful for you. We're so grateful for your kingdom. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Father, we ask you for your anointing this morning to be upon us. Lord, as we enter into this Sunday school class this morning, as we get into your holy word, as we go through the words and read the words that you died and you bled for, God, we just give you praise and honor. And we rejoice that this is the day that you have made, God. And you have allowed us to live, to see another day, another Sunday. You've given us the opportunity to come to the house of God, to lift up holy hands and worship you in spirit and in truth. And Father, I pray right now that everybody within the sound of my voice will do exactly that, God, that they will go to the house of worship today and worship you in spirit and in truth and give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen, Amen. All right. Good morning, Brother Al. Good morning, Sister Brittany. Good morning, Miss Angel. All right. Chapter 13, chapter 13. Starting with verse 3. The words of Jesus. Okay, so here we go. Behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seeds fell upon the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell on stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no depthness of the earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundred, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. He who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Because it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he that shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not... From him shall be taken away, even that he hath. Therefore speak I unto them in parables, because they see and see not, and hear and they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, 
which saith, By hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you sh shall see, and shall not perceive. For the people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, that said any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their hearts, and should be converted, and I shall heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When any one hears the words and bringeth hears the words of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. But he that receiveth seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, and annoyed with joy receiveth it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but endureth for a while. But when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. And whosoever that receiveth seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receiveth seed into good ground is he that heareth the word, and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit, bringeth forth some a hundredfold, and some sixty, and some thirty. The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man which soweth good seed in his field. But while men sleep, his enemies came, and sowed tares among the wheat, and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up, and brought forth fruit, then appeareth the tares also. So the servants of the householders came and said unto him, Sir, did not thou sow good seed into thy field? From hence then hast it tares. And he said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? And he said, Nay, lest while you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together into the harvest, and in the time of harvest I will say unto the reapers, Gather you together tares, first the tares, and bind them into bundles, and to be burned them. But gather the wheat into my barn. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a grain of a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed into his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds, but when it is grown is the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in his branches. The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. And in verse 37, He that soweth is the good seed, is the son of man. Verse 38, The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy, enemy <laughs> the enemy, <laughs> as sown them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned into the fire, so shall be in the end of the world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire, and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. 
Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to treasure hid in the field, in which when a man hath found it, he hideth for joy thereof, goeth and sell all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man seeking goodly pearl, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a net that is cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which when, I, when it was full, they drew it to shore and sat down and gathered the good into the vessel and cast the bad away. So shall it be in the end of the world. The angel shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just. Amen. Amen. Verse 50. And shall cast them into the furnace of fire, and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood? Therefore every scribe which is instructed into the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasures things new and old. A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country, in his own house. Mm. Amen. So that is the words in red in Matthew chapter 13. Good morning, Sister Linda. Good morning, Brother Toby. Good to see you all on here this morning with us today as we are looking at the words in red in Matthew chapter 13. So let's, uh, let's go back and let's talk about this a little bit. You know, Jesus talks about the, uh, the sower, sowing the word of God. And disciples came to him and they asked him, you know, what does all this mean? So he, he expounded upon that and he gave the answer. And, you know, and as a pastor, I see this so much in today's time. It's happening every day. People hear the word of God, but they do not grab a hold of the word of God. The seed is sold into their hearts, but because of the things that is in their lives, the sins that is in their in their life, their hearts are hardened. They're they're stony. There's thorns uh, in their hearts. There's so many things. People are bitter. Um, people are angry. They're hanging on to unforgiveness. Um, you know, the word of God uh, will work against those things in a person's soul and begin a person's heart. I mean, we're talking about heart because we're talking about our soul. Um, and so the Word of God is being sold into your heart. It's being sold into your soul. But you cannot just let it sit there. You've got to do something with it. And so and it goes on to talk about the cares of this world. And I see this so much as a pastor. We think that if we go to church one time a month, that that's all we need. We think if we go to church and we only open up our Bible one day a week. That's all we need. I'm going to tell you something. That is not it. And the cares of this world that you are in for the rest of the week is choking out the Word. I'll simply ask you a question. Can you remember what was preached last Sunday? Can you give a scripture on what the preacher preached last Sunday? You were sitting in church... You heard the man of God preaching. But can you recall right now what that man of God was preaching and what he said? Most people cannot. And why is that? Because we don't focus on it. We don't dwell upon it. We don't meditate upon it. And the cares of this world begin to choke out the word. Begin to choke out the word. And so we need to focus more. And this is why I've been pushing 
the Zoom Bible study. And uh, some, you know, some of you are only here with me this morning have never joined us in Zoom Bible study on Tuesday nights. I want to encourage you to do so. All you got to do is give me your email and I'll send you the link to the Zoom Bible study. But the reason I do the Zoom Bible study on Tuesday nights is because you need the Word of God in your life during the week, not just on Sunday. You need to study God's Word. And here's the thing about Bible study. You say the word Bible study today in the church world, and most people will run from it. They don't want a Bible study. Uh, well, I know people who are just entertained by the preaching of God's Word. They're entertained by the preaching. They don't know what is being preached, but they are entertained by the preaching of God's Word. Uh, years ago, oh, I mean, probably 30 years ago, I guess, it's been so long, when my aunt was living, I called her one day, and it was a Sunday, and she began to tell me how exciting church was, and she just got back from church, and boy, she was excited about how church went, and they had a, a Holy Ghost movement in their church. I mean, people were shouting, and and uh, people were praising, and it was and good. The preacher was preaching so good. I mean, boy, the preacher was just on fire. He was preaching. And so after she was telling me all this, I stopped her, and I said, well, what did the preacher preach about? What did he say? And she couldn't tell me. I said, well, what, do you, what scripture did he come from? And she couldn't tell me. She said, well, he was in the book of Matthew. I know he was Matthew. That's all she could tell me. So... They had a move of God's Spirit in their church, and it excited her. But she got nothing from it to feed on. I'm going to tell you something. People get excited in church, and they get caught up in the Spirit. Some of them just caught up in emotions. They're not even in the Spirit. But they don't retain anything that was actually said the spoken word of God is more important than anything that happens in the church. The spoken word of God is more important because the spoken word of God will feed you. The spoken word of God will sustain you. The spoken word of God will help you in the middle of your crisis. Because when you leave the church and you're in the middle of your crisis in the middle of the week, that shouting and praising and everything that was happening during the church service ain't going to help you. You need the Word of God to stand on. And so, listen, we need a balance of both. And we can get so far in the ditch on both sides of this. And uh, we need a balance of both. We need to be excited about God. We need to worship God. We need to throw our hands in the air. We need to praise God. We need to, we need to run in church. Man, we need, we need to shout. But we also need to heed to the Word that is being preached. You need the Word of God in your life. And so you need a good Bible study. You know, not just a preaching of God's Word, but you need a good Bible study. Um, And so you need to dissect God's Word and understand. So this is what Jesus is talking about, how the sower went out to sow, but the seeds fell upon stony ground. Their souls were hardened. They had forgiveness and unforgiveness and bitterness and all this stuff in their soul. And the word landed, but it could not take root. You see, your your soul has got to be plowed up, just like a farmer's plowing dirt. Your soul has got to be plowed up. You've got to get rid of the rocks of bitterness, the unforgiveness, and all this stuff. You've got to get it out of your soul so that the Word of God can really take root and grow in your life. But the cares of this world, 
There's people who are going to miss church today. And they're not that they have to go to work. And that's another subject altogether. You know, we need to start choosing jobs that don't make us work on Sunday. Um, because that is the, the, the tactic of the enemy. It seems like in today's time, everybody wants you to work on the weekends. I know a couple right now that does not go to church and has not been to church in a very, very long time uh, because they work every weekend, but yet they're off during the week, but they get no church at all. And, you know, we need to take time. This is why Sunday is so important. Sunday is the day that the Lord rolls. This is our Sabbath so we need to be in the house of the Lord on Sunday, and we need to choose God. And when, you're, and when you go to church on Sunday, it's actually the first day of the week, so you're actually tithing the day. You're tithing your, your day, your day of the week, giving it to God. You need to soak in the Word of God. But I'm going to tell you something. The cares of this world that people are going through choke out the Word. And so we got to learn to meditate on God's Word. You should be able to tell somebody what the preacher preached on last week. You should have notes. Here's, here's the thing, too. I see people don't bring notebooks to church. They don't write anything down. Most people don't even bring a Bible to church. They rely on the digital Bible on their phone, which I've been saying for years. In the, in the last days, the Antichrist, with the algorithms, can change the digital Bible that you're reading on your phone and make it say things that, that it's not supposed to say. But you won't know because you trust it so much. This is why you need a Bible you can... Hold in your hand. The devil cannot change this, okay, because it's already printed. And you need to soak in the Word of God, get in God's Word. And this is what I've been saying for years. You've got to learn to jump into God's Word and hold on to it. Hold on to it because it is so precious. So in the middle of your crisis, in the middle of your storm, you have the anchor of God's Word, and it's sown into the good ground of your soul. So the cares of this world, people get up in the morning on Monday and they go to work and they don't think about God until the weekend. And some of them don't think about God at all. I, had, I watched a couple many years ago in church and I told my wife, I said, this couple right here is going to fall out of church and they're not going to be with us this time next year. And she said, how do you know that? I said, because I've been watching them. And I said, they used to come to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, because back then Wednesday was, a, was a, a strong Bible study. And so they would come on Sundays and come on Wednesdays. And then they'd come on Sunday nights, because we had Sunday night church back in those days too, and Sunday school back in there. This is before COVID. And so I told her, I said, watch this couple. They're going to fall out of church within a year. And sure enough, they, and, the, and what it was is they, they stopped coming on Wednesdays. And they would keep coming on Sundays and Sunday nights, but they stopped coming on Wednesdays. And it wasn't like all of a sudden it wasn't a Wednesday. It was like every other Wednesday. Every other Wednesday it wasn't there. And then it was no Wednesday at all. And then it was Sunday night. Then Sunday night began, well, we're going to skip this Sunday night. And then it was the other Sunday night. And then before you know it, there were no Sunday nights at all. And so it got to the point to where this couple was only in church on Sunday morning. They were faithful to Sunday morning. And then, Sunday morning, and I told her when they, when they stopped going on Sunday nights, I said, watch them. I said, I watched them on Wednesdays. They stopped coming. Now they're not coming on Sunday nights. I said, watch them. They're going to stop skipping Sunday mornings. And then it became a then it, then it happened. Every other Sunday, they were in church. And then before you know it, it was two weeks they were not in church. 
and then two weeks turned into three weeks, and then three weeks turned into four weeks, and before you know it, months and months went by. Now, this couple that I'm talking about is not serving the Lord at all. They are back out in the world. They are partying. There's pictures of them on their Facebook of them drinking and partying and carrying on. They don't go to church anywhere. And you and they've been invited many, many times. Many, many times. I still reach out to them in love. I still keep in contact with them, trying to get them back, and they will not go to church. And, it's, and I'm okay with them not coming to our church, but go somewhere. Go to church somewhere. And but the problem is, is the cares of the world choked out the word in their life. This is where the downfall began to trample, and I see it many, many times in people's lives. So this is what Jesus was talking about in Matthew chapter thirteen when he's talking about the sower went out to sow, um, and this is so this is so important. Also in verse fifteen, he says, "For the people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing." And their eyes, they have closed. I want to tell you, I have seen people in the church literally shut down in the middle of me preaching a sermon because they did not agree with my sermon. And I'm preaching the Word of God to them. I've had so many people get upset with me because I tell them, Jesus still heals today. It's amazing to me when I... It's shocking. It still shocks me. I haven't got used to it yet. To see people upset because I say Jesus still heals today because they believe that healing has been done away with and that they're not going to get healed until Jesus comes back and that it, and that Jesus all this healing that was in the scriptures uh, was done away when the last apostles died and they get offended literally get offended when you tell them Jesus still heals today it's amazing so I've seen people shut down in the middle of church service when they disagree with what I'm preaching on. Um, I've seen people shut down in so many different ways. And sure enough, these people battle whatever it is I'm preaching about that day. They battle it. Um, but look at this, what it says right here. This is the words of Jesus. The people's heart is wax gross. Their, their ears are dull of hearing. Their eyes, they have closed. It's at any time they shall see with their eyes and hear with their ears and shall understand with their heart which is your soul and should be converted and i should heal them i should heal them so there you go but blessed are your eyes for they see in your ears for they hear amen amen what this is so rich in matthew chapter 13 the words in red of what jesus was talking about it is just it's just so so rich this morning. Amen. Good to see you on here, Brother Steve. God bless you this morning. Sister Tina Morgan, my cousin. Good to see you this morning as well. Um, we're looking at the words in red in Matthew chapter 13. In Matthew chapter 13. I want to go over to verse 44 uh, before we run out of time this morning. Good morning, Pastor Terry. It's good to see you on this morning. In verse 44... It says, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a treasure hid in a field, which when a man had found it, he hid it. And for joy, therefore, go and sell all that he hath and buyeth the field. I want to tell you this morning that God loves you so much. God is the man in this parable. 
Jesus is the man in this parable. And the treasure is you. You are a treasure in the eyes of God. You are a treasure in the kingdom of God. And Jesus found us. And he, he didn't sell everything he had, but he gave it all away. He gave it all away. And he came to this earth and he died on that old rugged cross and he paid the price for our sins because we are the treasure in this parable. We are the treasure. And so I just want to encourage you this morning in the Lord that God loves you. He died on that cross for you. His word is yes and amen this morning. And everything that Jesus says in the red letters in Matthew chapter 13 is yes and amen. And I want to encourage you this morning that if you've got anything in your life, if your heart is hardened, if you have any unforgiveness or sin in your life this morning, then I want to encourage you to repent. I want to encourage you to get it right with God. Dig out the roots of bitterness and unforgiveness out of your life. And you may say, well, preacher, I just don't know how. You know that's okay. That's okay. The Holy Ghost knows how. Jesus knows how. So what we do is we say, Lord, help me dig out this bitterness. Lord, help me walk in forgiveness to this person. Lord, help me and teach me to walk in love with those I need to walk in love with. And I want to tell you, you don't know how. Let's just go ahead and admit it. You don't know how. I don't know how. We have to rely on the Holy Spirit to lead us in those areas and trust him and he will teach us how. Amen. So let's dig out the roots. Let's dig out the stones. Let's dig out the thorns. Let's dig out everything that chokes the Word of God this morning out of our hearts and get ready for the good Word of the Word of God to be sown into our hearts this morning. Now, don't be like my aunt. I want you to go to church this morning. And man, I want you to get excited. I want you to shout. I want you to raise your hands. I want you to run in church, man. I want you to dance in church. Listen, when the praise and worship is going on, you get out there and just act like King David and just make a fool of yourself, okay? In the, in the eyes of man, never in the eyes of God will you be a fool. But, you know, just get out there and just praise God with everything you got, you know? Act like you used to act back when you was in the club, but now you're in the church, amen? But you're praising God, you're praising God and you're worshiping God with all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your being. I want you to do that. But don't dismiss the spoken word of God. Because in the middle of the week, when all hell ascends upon you, and the devil is coming after you with every demon he can muster, you're going to need more than just a shout. You're going to need more than just a dance. You're going to need the spoken word of the living God inside of your soul and inside of your spirit this morning. You're going to need the spoken word to stand on like an anchor. You're going to need a spoken word to stand on, to fight back. Look at what Jesus did when he was in the desert, when he was being tempted of the devil for the 40 days and the 40 nights when Satan came to him. He didn't say, well, let me get my praise on and I'm going to defeat the devil. He didn't say, well, let me get my dance on and I'm going to defeat the devil. He didn't say, let me get my shout on and I'm going to defeat the devil. No, he said, it is written. Well, he had to know it was written. He had to know where it was at. We say, well, he was the son of God. He was the word made flesh of what John said. 
That is so true. But remember, he was born as a man. He had to grow up as a child, a human person. It's all, all man, all God in one. He had to study. I know this blows your mind. I know it does. Because you just think it all came natural to him. No. Jesus had to study the Torah. He had to study the Word of God to know where it was written. He had to. Just like you and just like me. This is why we have the power and the ability to overcome the devil just like Jesus did. Because Jesus became man just like us, so that we could become like him. Amen. You got to just soak in this morning. So Jesus defeated the devil with, it is written. And I want to tell you this week, that's the only way you're going to defeat the devil, is it is written. So you go to church this morning, you shout, man, you praise God, and you give God the glory, but don't you dare tune out when it comes time for the preaching of God's word. Take a notebook to church with you and write down what the preacher is saying. Write down the scripture. Take notes on what the preacher is saying. That way you can go back in the middle of the week and you can recall your notes. You can look at your notes and remind yourself of what the spoken word of God said. Because if you don't, if you don't, the cares of this world will choke out the world, the word. And in the middle of your crisis, you will not have the word of God to stand on. So I want to encourage you. Now, if you don't believe me, just ask yourself a question. What did the preacher preach on last week? What did the preacher preach on two weeks ago? Does anybody know? What did the preacher preach on two weeks ago? What did the preacher preach on last month? Can you quote the statements of the last series that the preacher preached on? Amen? Because if you cannot, you got a problem. So I want to encourage you this morning, get your Bible, a real Bible, not a digital Bible, that you can put your hand on that the devil cannot change with other rhythms. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Learn the table of contents. Learn how to read this. Amen. Learn to read your Bible. Praise God. He said, well, I don't understand King James. Then get you a different translation. I don't care what translation you got, but make sure it's founded on the Word of God. Let King James be your anchor. That doesn't have to be your only interpretation that you read. Amen. I love the Amplified Bible, too. And I read the Amplified a lot. So there you go. Get you a Bible you can hold. Get you a Bible you can highlight. Get you a Bible you can study. Take a notebook to church. And take notes on what the preacher is going to preach this morning. And pay attention because the spoken word of God is what's going to save you in the middle of the week. Amen. For those of you that attend my church, you need to get in on Zoom Bible study. Everybody can join us. Just send me your email and I will connect you to Zoom Bible study on Tuesday. Every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, Zoom Bible study. Thank you for spending time with Pastor CJ in your Sunday school class. Thank you for everybody listening to us on the internet radio and on Facebook this morning. Share this on your Facebook. Help us get the word out this morning. And for everybody living right here in the West Georgia, East Alabama area, come to the Bowden Church of God this morning. We are going to have a fabulous time. We've got, we've got food for 40 families that we're going to be giving away today in our food bank ministry outreach. We've got a powerful word. We're starting a new series called Greater Love 24. You don't want to miss this. This is going to be a fabulous week. And lasagna is in the oven. We've got lasagna for Fellowship Hall meal after church today. Praise God. 
Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for this wonderful and powerful word that you have brought to us today in Matthew chapter 13. God, we give you praise for the words in red. We thank you, Lord, for your understanding as you open up the word of life to us. And Father, we thank you today that this is the day that you have made and we choose to rejoice and to be glad in it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, I'll see you guys next week. God bless you.